0: Welcome to Football Hot Boys, or should I say Football Hot Boy, where one lonely seaman talks about football all by himself. Alright, there's our new opening intro song. And Kunze, if you don't use it, you still have to pay me, so you might as well just use it. Alright, so, it is me. Theo Clark, with you here today, tonight, whatever time this gets uh, uploaded and you're listening to it, Um, and that's the thing. It is just me and only me, Theo Clark. Uh, I'm going to be the only hot boy bringing you that hot boy goodness, Um, and that's just the way it's got to be, so suck it up, Buttercup, and just listen to me talk. The other hot boys were a little busy tonight, and uh, I feel like we still need to do a show. I was off last week. And I felt bad about being off last week. I don't like missing. You know that about me. So I'm here today to keep the streak alive of not missing two consecutive weeks. Um, Me, personally, that is. And I'm also here because Kunze fucking strong-armed me into being here because he made a Facebook post promising that we were going to upload some shit tomorrow. So that leaves me to fucking get it done. So thanks, bud. And I guess that's why I'm getting paid. So you guys are probably wondering why the other hot boys couldn't make it. You're like, isn't that all they do is... They are the football hot boys. That's who they are, and that's what they always do. Don't they just like go into a hibernative state when they're not recording? No, we don't. We are human beings with uh, boring human being lives. Uh, I believe AJ has got husband duty because he's got some fam- step family in town or something like that, so he's got to be a husband, I guess. Um, David is twinsing it up, I believe. I think he's still currently at swim class For his boys so that's cool going for a dip in uh fall times always fun and then cody is off in i believe cambodia he is actually building houses for the underprivileged children of cambodia with wood so that is awesome thanks cody and everybody shout out cody for that super nice gesture and that is awesome wow and then there's me who is just the single jackass with the overly expensive tiger cat that actually has time to record. So this is what you get. You're going to get the jackass that has time to record talking about hopefully football. And I don't get myself off of too many tangents, which is definitely possible. And there's no one to reel me back in. That's the problem except the wall that I'm fucking talking to. We'll see if it can keep me in check. I don't know. So let's just dive into a easy football topic just to, Keep it rolling. Um, we are a little late in the week, so we didn't get to talk too many games. Uh, we've talked to a few people here and there, but nothing on a podcast like this. So let's just uh, jump right into the scores, and I'll, I'll just, you know what, I'll keep keep it quick. We'll just do like a cliff notes of scores, games, division standings, that type of stuff. So uh, let's just jump right into it. The first game was uh, very interesting, was the Jags and Bengals. Uh, it's interesting because the Bengals are actually a winning football team right now. And they're doing it the same way. They're just grinding out wins, barely squeaking by, and they did it again. So good for them. Um, I honestly thought they would never be 3-1, maybe ever in my lifetime again. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Titans-Jets, yes, 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 yes. That is the score I like to see, baby. Jets beat the Titans. And you guys all know how I feel about the Titans and a specific player on the Titans. And that score is just awesome. That is Hilarious. Titans could not beat the Jets. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Bears beat the Lions. Yawn. Cool. Uh, Colts beat the Dolphins. That's super frustrating for Miami fans. Uh, this was supposed to be a another solid, well, I mean, maybe even a slightly better year than last year. See some development out of some players. Unfortunately, Tua's got the rib problem, so he wasn't in the game. But I think the Colts really suck, and Dolphins should still beat them, and they lost by double digits, so that's not good. Browns fucking in a light show beat the Vikings. What a shootout. Uh, I'll leave it at that because I don't have all day to talk about the aerial show that was displayed in that game. So if you got the time, go back and watch the highlights and you're going to need the time because every play is a highlight. So strap in or on for that one. Washington beat Atlanta. I don't even know what to say about that. I really don't even know what to say about that game. Um, So I won't say anything. We'll just go into the next one, which I shouldn't even go into this game because good Lord, the Texans put up a fucking egg against the bills, which I mean, we knew the bills were going to blow them out. And I would have just liked to seen a little more from the Texans on the scoreboard, just drop something on there. You know, we know they're bad. We have talked about the Texans, what we, you know, we kind of like what's happening there, I guess, culture wise, but this just reminded us that they are one of the best, or excuse me, one of the worst teams in the league and the bills, Put the fucking hammer down. So that's what you get. Giants beat the Saints. That's another game that is just hard to really evaluate. The Saints, everyone thinks they're up and down, but I'm starting to convince myself that they're just a down team. There might not be many more ups, and the Giants took advantage of that. Chiefs beat the Eagles. Yep, we knew they were going to bounce back. No secret there. Panthers-Cowboys. This was the one that... uh, could have got a little uh interesting if it went the other way if the panthers would have won this game i would have maybe had to congratulate uh the guy in cambodia about his crazy insane panthers over projection uh last week cody thought the panthers were going to win the mars Mega Bowl of football footballatron i don't know if i could say i'd go that far that's just a little too optimistic about the panthers Uh, We will talk a little more about the Panthers for, um, for a signing that they just did, but they are a good team. Don't let me downplay them. They are a good team, but they are not ready to swing with the big boys, and I'm not saying even the Cowboys are with the big boys, but Cowboys aren't bad. They won that game. Seahawks beat the 49ers. Divisional game, one of them had to win, one of them had to lose. That's how football works. Another divisional game, one of them had to win, one of them had to lose, and I'm glad my Cardinals won that game. Not only did we win it, but we put a fucking statement on them. Beat the Rams at their new shiny fucking golden glistening statue by double digits. Um, I might go on a rant about that game a little later. Obviously, I'm super jacked about that win. Cards 4-0. Let's go, baby. Uh, Give another hot boy a little love here. Packers put this. You know what? No, there's no love here. They beat the Steelers. Steelers are ass. Packers are rebounding, and they're good. That's all I'm going to say. Ravens beat the Broncos. This was another one of those. This was like the Panthers-Cowboys matchup. If this would have went the other way around, oh, people would have been like, look the fuck out. Broncos, uh, kind of like what we said, just not ready to hang with the big boys. They don't have that type of uh, firepower. The defense can only do so much. and Holding the Ravens to 23 points, I don't think it's that bad, but you, you got to score more than seven points. And then, of course, the Buccaneers beat the Patriots. I think that was the easiest call in all the land. Um, It was a close one, though. Uh, Patriots, or Bill Belichick, I guess I should say, definitely knew what to do to Tom Brady and made it uncomfortable. It was definitely, that's the word I would use, it was uncomfortable for the Bucs all night long. But they won because their roster is 17 and a half times as good as the Patriots, so they won. And then the fucking awesome Monday night game that wasn't the greatest show that I wanted, but it was still a nice game and answered some questions Chargers handled the Raiders, and I think that's super interesting. That division is super interesting, and we'll probably jump into that in just a moment. So that was all the games. I'm going to go over. Um, I know the Hot Boys last week covered a lot of uh, standings and, and whatnot, but I'm going to give, it again, another little Cliff Notes rundown um, on my opinion, since you guys didn't get that last week. So let's just go ahead and jump right into the AFC East. Uh, the Bills are going to fucking dominate that division it won't be close i think the only thing that's going to be frustrating is miami fans like i mentioned a little earlier they need to be competing for a wild card spot based on the way they've constructed that roster and i'm starting to be a little afraid that they might not be able to uh jets are irrelevant and then the patriots aren't good and that's where that division stands afc west is let's yes let's just get into that real quick AFC West is awesome. I still believe Chiefs win that division, but Chargers are starting to, like, really fuck with my brain here because this isn't your old grandpa's Chargers. This is the brand-new Chargers that are actually going to win some football games, and they have. So look out. Chargers, awesome. Broncos, will, you know, they're, they're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. That's if they're, if they're a 500 team, I think that's awesome. I mean, 500 team with – You know, no offense, but Teddy Bridgewater and the defense is playing lights out that it's a potential wild card spot, depending on how everything falls. Raiders, I could say the same thing. I could literally say the same thing about almost every uh, team in this division where they're all if any one of these teams makes the playoffs, I'm not shocked. I mean, you know, just not counting Chiefs and Chargers, but Broncos and Raiders and they can make a push. I don't know how good Raiders are, but they have to hang on in this division because Chargers and Chiefs could just pretty much take this over AFC North. uh, I believe this is the Browns division. In my opinion, I don't think that the rate we, you know, I'm not going to go into the Ravens spiel because we've talked enough about that, but I think the Browns can handle this division. The Bengals are not real to me. The fact that they're three and one is, is unbelievable. Like I mentioned and Steelers suck. So that's where that division is AFC South, which is hands down the worst division in the fucking league. This is, is embarrassing. The Titans, I guess, are the best team in this fucking division. And you know how I feel about the Titans. That's that's just really not much to say about this division, man. That is a pathetic division. Um, Let's hop it over to the NFC. And where else would you rather start than NFC East, where the most comical division in the league, in the second worst division in the league. This will be a runaway by the Cowboys. Um, It won't even be close. Eagles and Giants are just a fucking shit show. And they're just going to keep stumbling around and they might end up with a win here or there. And then I think Washington is comparable to Miami where you would like to have seen a better start out of the gate. I think Washington fans are probably a little disappointed, much like Miami and maybe they can, you know, get it going. It's Taylor Heineke at the helm. So that's what you got to roll with NFC North. So the Packer land, bear land, Viking land, lion land, where you don't want to be in a couple of those. Uh, mainly the Lion Land. That is banishment, and that is like the seventh layer of hell. And they have to win a game, right? Um, I wouldn't bet on it, though. Packers will run away with this division. NFC South. Uh, NFC South. It is a two-team race, obviously, and then that will turn into a one-team race because the Bucks will win this division. But like we've mentioned in some of uh, the hot boys before we mentioned, Panthers are a good team. They are a very good team and they will at least make things uncomfortable for the Buccaneers. And then, of course, best for last, I had to save the NFC West, where I'm not going to comment too much on this division because this is it's a bloodbath. This division is a fucking bloodbath. There was a huge win against the Rams that the Cards had, but there, there, there's no telling who's going to win this division. If I had to put my money where my mouth was um, and take all bias aside, and I would pick the Rams. I mean, that's just honesty. I think they're the best team in football, and I would pick them to win this division. But if we could just continue to stay hot, if the Niners, you know, made a certain change and then got hot, it could be super scary. And Russell Wilson's always tough to beat. I don't think that team's very scary, but Russell Wilson is always scary. There you go. That was a nice little uh, rundown, huh? I think I fucking kept that quick. I was like Boomer in there without all the weird, like, epileptic yelling. So I should get points for that. Man, that was a lot of football and a little bit of time. So what else? could- Can I fucking talk about? Uh, Oh, yeah. There was some big cuts. And then those two guys that got cut are already on teams. So let's talk about the least exciting one first. Um, Let's talk about how the Packers finally. Oh, geez. I mean, they've had studs at linebacker before. They've had guys like Jake Ryan, Blake Martinez. I mean, illustrious linebackers. But now they have washed Jalen Smith. So, yeah, they did it. They finally got a high-profile guy that is uh, past his prime, and he'll be able to, like, stand there and let people run into him, just like Blake Martinez did. And people thought he was good because he averaged, like, 10 tackles a game. And it's like, no, dude. He just stood there, and defense was like, hey, let's run at that guy. And then they would get, like, tangled up in his shoulder pads, and they would fall down, and that's a tackle. (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to discredit Jalen Smith that much, but he he is not the well, I don't remember how big that contract was off the top of my uh, head. I don't have my stat checker here with me because he's in Cambodia, but he, he, there's no way he's worth that contract now. Uh, I don't even know what the Packers linebacking core of like adds up to because they're always just a weird uh, mess that just works at that position. So I don't know what he brings to the table there. It's an interesting ad though that the Packers actually made a I don't even want to call it a splash signing, but an actual name signing. And they've kind of been doing that recently. So cool. They got Jalen Smith. Now, to the real fucking news, which I feel like this is just blowing under the radar. And I, I I don't again, this is me. I, I've been really limiting my uh like sports talking head media intake i've been trying to really dial back on that because it's just like any news you know not to get political or anything but you know you start to believe whatever someone more important than you says <laughs> and i started realizing that oh i'm starting to sound really dumb because i'm saying what these fucking idiots are saying and i'm trying to be done with that i want to formulate my own own opinions without you know other bias or someone else who Thinks they're smarter than me, tells me. Uh, so I'm trying to get away from that. So this is all, you know, my speculation on how I feel about Stefan Gilmore, I guess, the, as the situation entirely. So Stefan Gilmore has not played this year. That does not mean Stefan Gilmore is still not the best cornerback in the league. I don't know how that could get misinterpreted. He's the best. Um, what makes this situation funny is, is that he went to the team that was declared the. Uh, the Venus ultimate champions of the Netherlands. And he went to the Panthers and that's fucking spicy. I mean, that gives me all reason to believe that they're going to make the Bucks uncomfortable. Not saying they'll win that division. I've already stated, but man, the defense is fucking loaded, man. Front seven. And then now you got a guy like Stefan Gilmore. Oh my God. Insane. Insane. And with the way, I mean, let's give credit when credit's due that coaching staff has got The quarterback play, I mean, Sam Darnold is – he looks like Kyler Murray out there. The dude's rushing for touchdowns, making smart throw. They got it clicking, man, and I got to give credit when credit's due. Now, the other funny part about the whole Stephon Gilmore saga, I guess I'll call it, is when it goes back to the Patriots. So let me just say this out loud so I can, I guess, make sure that it's real. Bill Belichick will pay Nelson Aguilar in a, too much money, but he won't consider paying the best cornerback in the league $15 million. Uh, it still doesn't sound real. Said it out loud, still doesn't sound real. So the Patriots are built a certain way, obviously, and they rely on that defense heavily. How can you pay Nelson Aguilar to, let's just say it, I said it when it when it happened, no offense to the guys, but Hunter Henry and John U. Smith are just they're they're decent tight ends are good, but they're not going to change your roster. And they haven't so far, but Stefan Gilmore does. He doesn't just change your roster, but he can give you three wins, two to three wins by himself. And it's just a weird complex that Bill Belichick has whenever he he is just he's stubborn, man. And I know stubbornness when I see it, and he is just stubborn. And I, I think that's really what it comes down to—is that. And I think that's why Stephon Gilmore's on another team. I mean, it, it's been proven. Like Bill Belichick, yes, he's the greatest coach of all time, but turns out you still need really good players to win really important games. And that team is definitely still lacking with really good players. Like they—they they have some names, like I said, but those guys aren't—they're not next level guys, and they're paid like they are. And I've talked about that in all sports. That's when you kind of find yourself in a, in, in a paradox and in, in a, another version of hell where you're overpaying just dudes. You know, they're, they're just not just put your team in a bad situation. But like I said, Panthers, what a fucking ad. Uh, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And I'm surprised there wasn't more teams in the running for Stephon Gilmore. From what I was hearing, it wasn't—I I, I could be getting my sources wrong, but anyway, Panthers ended up with him. Good for them, man. That's, that's fucking rad. So, not to stay on one of our segments for too long here, but I do want to talk a little bit about where the—you well, know—where the Hot Boys were kind of right. And as you all know, because you're all subscribers to the Football uh, Hot Boys the Football Drafters program. And, you know, we've already mentioned about Zach Wilson, about how obviously when when the dimensions come back, when your your shirt size and shoulder length is that narrow, your ceiling's only so high, you know, you can only climb so, so far. Um, But there's a guy that I want to take a little credit for and just, uh, this is like a Panther show today, Jesus, I did not expect this, but there's a lot to talk about with them and the guy I want to talk about, and I watched him play a little bit last week, and I was 100% right, is Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin, guy is fucking lightning in a bottle, man. The dude is just as good as I thought he would be. It, 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 he's just super sound. So I want to take credit for that. And if you Again, if you have been up to date with the subscription, I have the full measurables there and all the data to back up why I was right and why he translated to being good, just like I said he would with all the measurable data. So make sure you get – the only problem is I have not seen uh, any of the money yet. So I know I'm here by myself talking, but if you guys have been sending it, let me know because I'm starting to think Koonsy's just kind of hoarding it, the $20 bills that you guys are throwing in the wind, because I have not seen a dime of it. I'm starting to get a little nervous that you guys uh, are sending the money and it's not going to the rightful uh, person. I do most of the work on the Football School for Football Drafters uh, database, and again, haven't seen a dime, uh, a little worried about that. So let's transition into a little uh, fantasy land. I know you guys love when we talk fantasy. You know where that we're in a super cool Dynasty League uh, that's super competitive. So I just want to talk a little Dynasty. And specifically, I want to talk about, and again, you don't have to be in this league to understand the conversation or be a part of this conversation because I think it's super uh, relevant to any situation and it's going to be a tale about, I guess just underachievement in general, but then I'll get specific with a super uh, hilarious weak result. So this is the dynasty league where we have one team that is going to be the worst team in the league. Again, by design Um, Lauren has got a strategy where it's been torn down to be built back up. Um the other guy that played her last week was in the finals against me that he's a super good team like he has a really good team I can go over uh some of his players in just a moment but it was just a stark contrast of competitors that ended up in just the most ridiculous result so now this is a half point PPR league and the score was 63.16 to 73.60 now, I don't expect you guys, you know, to all be mathematicians or you know, going to school specifically for mathematics or numbers, but in fantasy football, that's a low score. That is a low score, and you're like, wow, that uh, guy that was in the finals last year really squeaked out a win. He didn't. No, he did not. He lost by ten points, by dropping sixty-three points. With a roster containing Tom Brady at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones at RBs, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett at wide receivers, Robert Tanyan at tight end, Chris Carson, Odell Beckham as flexes. It's a pretty solid team. It's a pretty solid team. Now, I will talk about one guy here. That's Robert Tanyan. My God, did that guy come back to earth this year just like I thought he would. Turns out he's just a normal white guy. I don't know what anybody else was thinking, but that's exactly what I thought. And he is putting up some real stinkers this this year. He's burned a lot of people that believe the hype. And turns out if you're just not one of the big three, this is what you are. So that's how tight end goes. Aaron Jones has also been a little bit of a letdown this year. Um, But he does this sometimes. He still had, what, uh, one monster game where he had, like, almost 40 points. So he does that, and then he, like, hibernates after games like that. So it's pretty normal of Aaron Jones. He'll be back. Uh, Dalvin Cook definitely has to get healthy just to get more consistent. And then back to the inconsistency, Tyler Lockett is the definition of of that where he is the same thing as Aaron. He's the Aaron Jones of wide receiver. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because Nick has just such an interesting team where he can put up 63 points on you. And that is embarrassing. But the man has also scored 180 points. So with the same roster, he literally has the most feast or famine roster I've ever seen in fantasy football. And I think that's a super interesting topic. And if uh, the listeners want to chime in on some other guys that are like that, because I think that's a super interesting fantasy player. Uh, the, the players in general, like guys that do that, they put up big weeks. Tyree Hill can be another one. He does that sometimes where he'll drop, you know, 30 to 40 points and then he's gone for a week or two. And how do you guys value that? Do you value consistency where, you know, let's take chase Edmonds this year, for instance, that motherfucker is literally the definition of consistency this year. I think he scored 12 points every week and there's nothing wrong with 12 points. You're not going to get any more from him than that, but you're going to get your 12 and you can fucking guarantee that he's going to get that 12. So how do you guys feel about that? You like the boomer bust? You like the consistency? So my, uh, Fellow hot boy leader, who is not here, obviously, because I'm still talking to my fucking wall, uh, he sent me a text today, and it was a fantasy text about uh, most QB1 games, most RB1 games, yada, 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 and wide receiver, yada, yada, and some of the names in these lists. So, again, to be a QB1, I'm going to assume that it has to be uh, top 12 for the week. That is my assumption. That's usually the standard, so that means that for Every every week or any given week, they have finished in the top twelve. And there's been four weeks, so so all four weeks at core uh, at quarterback, Corby QB, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts have been QB once. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a very he's so he's he's kind of that Jameis Winston where he is a he's an insane fantasy value at quarterback. But I think there's going to become a time in place where he might not be a real quarterback <laughs> so you have to worry about that because he's yanked or something like that you know you, you, I think you guys know what I mean Jameis Winston was that Jalen Hurts might have a little bit of that in him where you know if he's starting you feel completely safe starting him. but then next week he might not start for his real football team so that doesn't translate to fantasy points and uh, to keep it more interesting Let's talk about the. So they did RB1, RB2 um, as, a, as a collective whole. So for all four weeks, like I mentioned, Chase Edmonds has fallen in that category because he's just been super consistent. Has any, hasn't had any huge weeks, but he's just been so consistent. So now there are some interesting uh, players here. One in. So I think Darrell Henderson's very interesting. Zach Moss is very interesting. And I cannot imagine that that is sustainable. But it's interesting, nonetheless, that they've had a nice start. This is the fucking name. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Cordero Patterson. Three times, three out of the four weeks, RB1 or RB2. Now, for the people that don't know Cordero Patterson, shouldn't be a running back. Don't even think he is a running back. They put him all over... So. For the past couple years, Cordero Patterson has just been, I guess, a gadget guy would be the best way to put it. And they put him at running back, wide receiver. Uh, they have him serve lemonade at the lemonade stand. He, he, he's a, he does it all. Now, when you think of that as a as a player, a guy who, quote unquote, does it all, you normally think like, man, that's got to be an insanely good player. And then... You think about the now. Now, what I want you to do is think about the players who fit into that mold. And two come to mind: him and Taysom Hill. Those are like the two most relevant guys that fit that mold. Are they particularly great at football? Maybe. I say no, <laughs> but what they do bring is is just an approachability to be able to do different things and throw off timing because of the way they're used. If they're in there full time, then they're predictable and easy to stop. But the fact that they're an ancillary service can bring some type of value. So I don't want people to get confused and think Cordero Patterson is a great running back, because I would suggest you could put any other guy that says he's a running back. That's in the NFL in that position. And he would do just as good, if not better. Now, Cordero Patterson is, of course, a very strange player because he is the best return man in the game. I mean, it's insane. His numbers are insane when it comes to that. So you're probably thinking, well, how doesn't that translate? And it never has. It never has. It just never has translate to the skill position. Being able to return a football for some reason does not translate when that is what you're known as. Antonio Brown returned kicks. He wasn't known as a return guy. He knew he was a fucking stud receiver. That's just the way it goes. Um, Cordero Patterson is just a, hes just very interesting because it's like what me and Kuzi talk about. Somebody's got to get those numbers. Somebody's got to eat and for Atlanta at that position is fucking Cordero Patterson. Don't, don't necessarily agree with it. Don't necessarily think anyone could or I do think someone could do it better but he still gets those numbers and I mean that does say something but not enough. Um, on to the wide receiver, and again, it's wide receiver one, wide receiver two. So I guess if you've been in the top 24, I assume, which is tougher receiver because that is super up and down and volatile. But there are three guys that have made uh, been wide receiver one or wide receiver two, three out of the four weeks, and I will list them. I don't think they're that – I mean, one is kind of crazy in retrospect, but based on what we've seen this year, uh, yeah, like I've seen these three numbers. These make sense. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams – yeah, I mean they've they've all been putting on super solid shows. Brandon Cooks is someone I want to talk about first, is because man, that guy has just been super solid as of late. If he's healthy, the dude catches balls and he's catching them from Davis Mills in his fucking giraffe neck. So that is impressive, and he's done that everywhere. He's done that everywhere he's been in offenses that necessarily aren't light shows. New England, um, the Rams before they would, you know, before the, this version of the Rams. Cooper Cup. I mean, obviously, I don't even need to say anything there. But Mike Williams is the one that, if I hadn't been watching football for four weeks and I was just on blackout, and I jumped into the league now, and you told me this, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" They cloned Mike Williams. This isn't the Mike Williams. I, you know, there's just no way I would believe it. But this could be for real. This could legitimately be for real. Like I, I think I mentioned this earlier. The volumes there, the the sync is there between him and Herbert. And we've always known he's had had the measurables and the skill set to do this. This could be real. I'll leave that at that. All right, it's time. It is time. It's time. So, my hot boy listeners, it's time for me to rant real quick about the Cardinals. Cardinals were awesome against the Rams. Our receiving core is producing at an insane rate, did not expect AJ Green to look like this. He's still big. I For some reason, I guess I just assumed he shrunk or something. But no, he's still like a legit 6'4", and he can box people out. And he did that. And it's awesome when he does it. I love when he does it. He just looks so big out there. It's insane. Um, Hop is Hop. There's nothing to be said about Hop. He's the best receiver in the game, arguably. Um Christian Kirk has just been – so he's paying like he wants – he's playing like he wants paid, I should say. He's he's a legitimately deep threat in this league, and he can do other things as well. So he he's he's producing awesomely. Again, Rondell Moore is exactly what me and Pete said he would be. I don't even need to talk about it because he's, he's legitimately doing exactly what we said he would do. And it's beautiful, and it's working. And then I've already touched on Chase – Uh, Chase Edmonds, how solid he's been in the backfield. James Conner had a monster game last game. I can't believe the run game looks like this. We have not had a run game in a while, and I'm still not convinced that it's good. But it's been clicking as of late. It's fucking awesome, and I'm very happy about it. Kyler still being Kyler. I'll leave that at that, too. The defense. The defense. We have not been getting that insane pressure that we had early on. We're still getting pressure, but of course, just the magnitude of it so early was insane. and It was unsustainable, but the linebacking core, like I said, is still push pressure. It's hard to run the ball against us sometimes because when those young guys remember how to play football, it's scary for teams. The one I got to give credit to again is Kunze for just talking about how maybe our secondary is not as bad as everyone thinks it is and I think he, man, he, he was hundred percent right on this. I I mean, he nailed it. I I hate giving this motherfucker credit, but hopefully he's right. Hopefully he continues to be right. But it's about Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy has just been playing lights out for him. I remember I said it earlier. Oh, let's see what happens when he gets tested. Maybe he'll fold. No, he's been tested and he played pretty good. Uh, (laughs) There was a part where I laugh at it now. I didn't laugh at it during the game where Byron Murphy got a little banged up and I was like, Oh, my God, no, 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 Byron Murphy cannot miss time and be out. Oh, no. And if you would have told me that I would be concerned about Byron Murphy's health like six months ago, I'd call you a fucking liar and slap you right your tits. But that's the point where I'm at when my fandom with, when it comes to the cards. I was legitimately concerned about Byron Murphy Murphy's health. <laughs> wow. Marco Wilson also playing good. Um, uh, Pete's boy, Robert Offord, also playing pretty good. And then, of course, Buddha. Buddha's money bags Buddha. Just keep being you, Buddha. What a win. Super jacked about it. So I don't really have too much more to talk about. I'll probably just go down a quick rabbit hole right now because there are some guys that were talked about in my little rants today that I think just need more talking about. And, of course, I'm talking about Cordero Patterson. I mean, who else would I be talking about? Which got me to thinking, like, who – who else is just a funny conversation? And the, the, I think, of course, Cordero Patterson, but the other guy's Urban Meyer. And we've proven that, and he's proven that himself by just being a fucking Looney Tune. And those guys, and I'm like, how you know, I always like to try to compare stuff when they fall into a category like that. They're both hilarious to talk about for different reasons, but in a way, sometimes same reason. And what it is is like, The Cordero Patterson thing is just so wacky because, of course, I don't think he's that good. You know what I mean? If he was good, it would just be like, man, Cordero Patterson's lighting it up. And in good, I mean, of course, what I talked about earlier at the skill positions. Of course, he's one of the best return men we've ever seen. You know, not Devin Hester, but my God, he's one of the best ever. And it's just so funny that he's now at age 30 (laughs) producing at the running back level with, you know, Borderline impressive numbers at times, at times. And then there's Urban Meyer, who, God, that guy just legitimately thinks he's the most important man in the room. (laughs) And, And I think people are starting to call him on his bullshit where they're like, no, Urban, you're full of shit, man. I think Jacksonville as a whole is starting to feel that way. And guys like that just are funny, much like just like guys like Cordell Patterson are funny when, when they do good things and they're not good. Both of those things are funny, and that's how they're similar. But back to Urban Meyer, just being just an unlikable douche that goes to clubs and let blondes rub up on him, even though he's married and can't win a football game, and does that after he can't win a football game, just to really drive home his emphasis on not caring about winning a football game for the Jaguars. Just is a comedy show. And I feel like, you know what? I feel like everyone knows a fucking Urban Meyer. You know you know what I mean? I think everyone, and it's usually an uncle <laughs> or something like that. Or, or just like a wacky secondary friend or something. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, rabbit hole. Down we go. Here we go. I'm going to tell a story before I wrap this bitch up. This is going to be my er, version. Not version, but just the Urban Meyer in my life. Not in my life anymore because I've like really segregated myself. Again, overly expensive cat, recording alone, talking to my wall. But this is my version of Urban Meyer. This is a story. This sounded like I was about to wrap the fucking Fresh Prince uh, intro. But this is a story when I, I guess I was like 13 years old. So I was younger. Not Not the cognitive thinking bearded man that is talking to you now but a young whippersnapper. And this story goes back, I guess, 6, 17, 16, 17 years now to where I was a little bit of a different thinker. So I didn't really fully comprehend the, the, the story I'm about to tell you until I got you know closer to my adulthood. But anyway, here's the fucking story. So me and my dad were visiting some of his family. Uh, we're originally, well, I'm originally from North Carolina, but we were visiting his family that lived in Pennsylvania. Um, So we were visiting my grandmother And his mom And then the Urban Meyer I'm about to talk about Is my uncle Let's just call him fucking Uncle Johnny I'm Not gonna name drop um, Uncle Johnny Was an adult obviously Because I'm 13 and he's my uncle And he was still living at home Not still living at home But he had to move back in God if he was still living at home That's way worse than moving back in but, Both of them not good but at least one of them's better than the other. But yeah, times are tough sometimes. I had to move back in. Don't even know the details of it. Again, 13, didn't think about shit like that. Lived at home with his mom, my grandmother, my dad's mom. So, we're visiting cool the, you know, we're going to stay for a couple days or whatever. And then, okay, first night, it's fucking bedtime, right? So, okay, we're just chilling out, watching TV. All right, time for bed. We go to bed and like, I think my dad's still up watching TV or something. And I'm trying to fall asleep. I was real tired, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the fuck? What is happening?" And it just got escalated so quickly. It was I was so hot, and I was like, "Is this?" I didn't know there was something wrong with me, or 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 what the fuck was happening. But you know, my dad saw me over there stirring. I woke up, or I wasn't really asleep. I just you know got up and was like, "Dad, what the f f? What is happening?" And he's like, I don't know. I feel it too. It's super hot, you know. So we just go around, do some investigating. My dad figures out the fucking AC's out. So holy shit, man, that sucks. AC's out. Um, so we're trying to figure out some alternative shit. You know, it's me, him, uh, my uncle, and my grandma in the house, you know. So we're like, okay, well, what can we do here? we got to figure out a solution so we all don't fucking roast to death and die. And um, Urban Meyer, Uncle Johnny, is like, oh, you know, we, we got some uh, fans in the garage. We'll just go get some fans. We'll hook them up and, we, you know, we won't die. So it's like, cool, man. Let's go get those fucking fans so I can get some Zs. So me, my dad, and Urban Meyer, we fucking go out to the garage. And it's, you know, it's dark out. It's pitch black. It's hard to see. There's like a little light, barely. So we're like, okay, let's get in the garage. And Urban Meyer starts, you know, he's like, oh, well, we just can't go to the garage. It's locked up. Okay, what? Cool. Garage is locked, whatever. Just open the fucking door. So he pulls out. Only thing I can, you know, compare to is just a set of janitor keys. He's got a million fucking keys on this key ring. And he proceeds to try each one. It takes him like 10. Fucking, we're, dude, it's so hot outside. It's like 100 fucking degrees. So, you, I mean, we're, we were dying inside. It's hotter outside. I, I, we literally were about to die. And we're like, dude, hurry the hell up. But holy fuck, man. He's jiggling these keys. He went for like 10 to 15 minutes trying each individual key. And we're like, dude, you don't know what key is in the garage? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is just how, you know, this is how it's a system, I guess. I don't fucking know. Just like her Meyer. It's a system. It doesn't translate to any wins, but it's a system. So long story short here, he doesn't get the fucking door open. And we had to go back inside and literally just stay up all night and just put like coal packs and shit didn't even like really sleep. It was so fucking hot. We couldn't even sleep. I think it finally cooled down a little bit when in like, you know, four in the morning or whatever the fuck. So we got a few hours of sleep. So it was, you know, a terrible night next day. Uh, I think it was my other uncle or somebody came over and you know, while we were there, we're you know, it's in the morning and they're like, Oh, how was your night last night? We're like oh fucking terrible ACs out. Don't you feel that? You know? And they're like, Oh yeah, you guys didn't go get the fans in the garage and we're like, "Yeah, we fucking tried to." You know, duh, you know, we're not complete morons. And they're like, "What do you mean you tried to? You you just didn't go in the garage to get them?" And you know, my dad's like, "No. Fucking Urban Meyer was jiggling his fucking keys and couldn't get in the and uh he couldn't get in the garage. So we didn't get the fans." And my other uncle, you know, was like, "What are you talking about?" Urban Meyer knows exactly what keys in, th- that gets in the garage. Yeah, Urban Meyer knows exactly what key it is to get in the garage. And my dad is just so fucking flabbergasted, angry. And then I was like confused, you know, I was like, why would he do this? You know, I'm 13 and I'm like, why the fuck would my uncle do something like this to me and my dad and his mom? Just like just a complete power move just to show like, oh, yeah, I could get in that garage anytime I want. But I didn't want to get into it. As a kid, I couldn't understand it. But Urban Meyer in my adult Urban Meyer, my adulthood is maybe understand that power trips are fucking wacky. Absolutely wacky. They make people do crazy things. And that was one of them where a guy knew exactly what fucking key to basically save three people's lives but refuse to just open the door because of a power trip, I guess. To just to be like, yeah, you know, these are my fucking keys. I'll get us in this fucking garage, get my fucking fans. I don't it's hard to really get into the psychology of people like that. And that's why Urban Meyer's fucking funny, man. Because it's impossible to get inside of his brain. Alright, boys. Well, thanks for listening. That's basically the show. Um I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. This is the first time that I've ever done something like this. And not to brag if this does turn out to be super awesome, but I had limited time to put a show together. Um, I had basically just used my phone as like a verbal. you know, I did that little thing on the iPhone where you microphone record uh, and just put notes down. So I did that for like an hour when shit popped in my brain when I was working out. And that was basically the script I went off of. Um, so yeah, if it does turn out to be super cool, yeah, that's cause I'm fucking awesome and got the shit done. By the way, I might have to post this on Facebook. The, you know, the verbal, some of this shit is crazy cause you know, obviously it doesn't record your voice perfectly into the text. So some of this shit just reads absolutely wacky. Uh, I know I was wrapping up, but before, before I fully wrap up, this one just cracks me up cause I keep reading it again. This is me verbal talking into text and it reads consider holding me hostage and forcing me to record, <laughs> which makes absolutely no fucking sense. I think what that was, was like what I said at the beginning of the show about how Kunzi was supposed to, or Kunzi was holding me hostage and forcing me to record or something like that. But instead of Kunzi it wrote consider and then holding, I don't know, but I, it just cracks me up reading it. <laughs> but like I said, I hope you guys can give me some feedback on some of the stuff we talked about through the episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Um, Don't worry. We will have more hot boys back next week when we talk about the week five games and let us know if there's anything else you want to want us to talk about. I reached out to some of you guys and some of you gave me some last minute ideas before I started this show. So thank you for that. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Please keep just, just keep hammering away on the Facebook, send the, you know, Give us friend suggestions. Get us people that can be on the page. Uh, Just keep it rolling for us, guys. We appreciate the support, and we want to just keep it moving. We enjoy doing this. Uh, We know we're not fucking superstars, but we are going to get there. And with your support, it's only going to help us. So just keep us engaged and keep engaged yourself, please, because we love interacting and talking football. You know, I know we joke around a lot here, especially me, but we do just – love talking football. And it's, you know, I have people that I don't even like and I like talking football with them. That's how much we like talking football. So anyway, thanks again, guys. Uh, Peace out. and See you next time.